When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Episode number 88. Zero, folks. Wow, you know, if this was, um, I guess, humanoid years, the show would be considered old. Uh, but nonetheless, we are here. You know, it's been a great weekend in professional wrestling. Whether you're a WWE fan, whether you're an independent wrestling fan, um, whether you're, you know, whether you like the sports entertainment side of things, whether you like the wrestling side of things, oh, definitely can't count out women's wrestling. But with that being said, I'm going to get right into the top rope this week. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the top rope this week, it's finally happened. It's something that I've been waiting for for well over a year. You saw the title of this show, Bailey and Sasha Banks Rule the Women's Wrestling World. And that's exactly what's done happened. As Bailey done turned heel. Yes. You know, in a you know, sometimes people say, "Oh, there's faces. There's only you know, there's no faces. There's no baby faces and heels. It's just wrestlers." No, God dang it. We may like the heels sometimes, but nonetheless, there's faces and there's heels. Let's get right into it. We go to Monday Night Raw. It's Sasha Banks. She comes out there um, earlier. She had made a challenge to Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship, and where they would make it official. That um, and great, my keystrokes ain't working, but you know, they would make it official. Sasha Bailey, um, Sasha and Becky would uh take on each other for the Raw Women's Championship, and then um, you know, so they made the match official. And you gotta go back and watch the promo, it was very interesting. Um, of course, there was a lot of the Language and you know, it was right here in Baltimore, Maryland, where I'm from. So I was there at the show, great time. But then we knew that we had the tag team match, the women's championship showcase, where we would see Bailey and Becky Lynch, the Raw uh, SmackDown Live Women's Champion, and the Raw Women's Champion, respectively, take on the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Well, during the match, Sasha Banks would come down 
just to, you know, kind of see what was going on. Um, she came down during the match, and then all of a sudden, when the time was right, she would attack Becky Lynch with a chair. And she attacked her, you know, just kept. Yeah, no, I should say she attacked her, then she would attack her with the chair. Suddenly, Bailey gets in the ring. And if you look right there on your screen, you see the showdown. Everybody, I'm telling you, the crowd in Baltimore was hot for this, you know. And this is just me giving you insight on what it was like. It was rocking and rolling. And, you know, I would play the video clip, but WWE would probably pop me for that. Like, nah, you know. So, we're not going to put the Wrestling Realm channel at you um, risk right here. And nonetheless, like I said, look on your screens. You can see it. You can feel it. Bailey, Sasha, the stare down, the chair in the hand, Becky Lynch laid out. Is Bailey? You, we already know because here's the story: Bailey and Sasha lost the tag team titles at WrestleMania. After they lost the tag titles, Sasha went home or on an excursion. She went somewhere while Bailey was left there to have to deal with the fallout. And then Bailey would become the SmackDown Live Women's Champion after winning Money in the Bank. But where was Sasha? Right? Sasha comes back. So now you're wondering, you know, they'd already poked fun at, um, they asked her, what's going on, Bailey? How are you going to deal with, you know, this your best friend? Are you okay with her actions? And Bailey said, look, you know, I'll deal with that. And then they asked her, what, how did she feel about being in the shadow of Becky Lynch? Being in the shadow, you don't say that to a woman. So, when the time was right, Bailey struck Becky Lynch with the chair and just mercifully pummeled her right there. And everybody went crazy. You never saw it coming. Reason why it's my top out of the week. Tap, top rope of the week. I have been waiting for this. You guys remember, you go back, you find the clip um, where I said that, one, I thought last year was going to be the summer of Bailey versus Sasha. But I also said that I would like to see Sasha and Bailey where Bailey is the heel. Let's do something different. But you know what? I like this better. What we get is a different side of Bailey. We're getting this red hot heel in Sasha Banks. And... The two would pick it up on SmackDown because then Bailey comes out there and she tries to explain. It doesn't really explain herself, but she just reminds people, yes, I'm still the role model for your children. Loyalty. That's my best friend. The one person who held me down, who's always had my back. That's my best friend. Loyalty. You best believe somebody covered the world the way now. <laughs> I'm going to be doing the same thing that Bailey did. I don't care right or wrong. It's my brother. Too sweet. But then Charlotte Flair would come out there, and next thing you know, they get she said a couple words. She starts attacking Bailey, and then here comes Sasha Banks, and the two would do the same to her as they did to Becky Lynch, pummeling her with a chair. And then the boss and her connection would just leave out in the sunset. So you know, I started thinking, right? Becky Lynch, Charlotte, best friends, but they're not on the same page. You remember, because Becky, uh, you know, um, Charlotte took the title from Becky. Becky took the title back um, from Charlotte. Charlotte took the title back from Becky. 
Then Becky took the title back from Charlotte, which led to Charlotte getting the title from. I know Oscar's in there somewhere. Don't um, she's not relevant in this conversation. But that's what led to Bailey getting the title from Charlotte. But I'm like, wow, they're not on the same page. But she might need her at this point in time. Then I also started thinking, right? I guess we're just not getting the four horsewomen of WWE versus and uh, MMA. You know, we all know they say the girl's not ready, but sheesh, we gotta wait another a whole nother year for a whole nother Survivor Series for that. Well, I know, I know what you're saying. Ronda Rousey's not even back. You know, she had the finger injury, but I'm just, you know, that that thought came to mind. But man, this is gonna be good, and this, I mean, I want to see. And I was talking to my brother Corey, and I was talking to my boy Blake. I want to see. Bailey and Sasha leave Nida champions with all the gold. They, those two, the Boston Hub connection, Sasha tweeted, there's no stronger connection. And remember, you pay attention to Sasha Banks' Twitter game. Um, I ain't got, I ain't get a chance to throw it on the screen, but one of the things she was like, uh, she said, you know, own bus. You know, basically she was saying like she's being rich. Thank you, Vince. And it's so funny because just a few months ago, or maybe just say weeks ago, everybody was saying, oh, Sasha doesn't want to be with the WWE. She's ready trying to get a negotiation for somewhere else. Now look. So, but let's move on. We're going over across the pond to AEW. It is official. They have crowned the first ever AEW All Elite Wrestling Heavyweight Champion of the World. And his name, he is, I was going to call him the Ayatollah Rock and Roller. I was going to call him the best in the world what he does. But I think right by now he goes as the pain maker. Well, we'll just call him Chris Jericho. So Jericho was victorious this past weekend over Adam Hangman Page in a contest in the main event of AEW's um, All Out. I almost called it double or nothing. Um, but yeah, in the main event, incredible match. I saw it. Um, saw the highlights. Uh, but definitely recommend you check it out. I mean, I wrote this on BrianHWords.com. It's time to start putting Chris Jericho in the conversation for best in the world, for the greatest of all time. You got Hogan, you got Austin, you got Rock, you got Flair, you got Michaels. <coughs> Excuse me. You got to throw Chris Jericho in there. Now, he might not be number one. You know. <coughs> Excuse me. Shout out to my boy Derek Lewis at The Real D. Lou. He said it on Twitter. Jericho top five. You know, you got to throw Taker in there. You throw Taker in there for longevity. You throw Shawn Michaels in there for the combination of ring work and, um, you know, ring work and charisma. You throw John Cena in there because of dedication, hard work, determination, title reigns. Ric Flair, title reigns. Stone Cold Steve Austin, box office draw. The Rock, box office draw. Hogan, box office draw, crossover appeal, superhero like. Where you throw Chris Jericho in there? You got longevity. You got reinventions. And you got title reigns. That's what the business is about. It's about making the money. Now, Jericho may not have drawn what Austin and Rock and Hogan did. Different time, different era, different part of business. You know? But let's not forget when he came in to the WWE right in the thick of the Attitude Era as WWE was starting to go upward. Jericho was holding it down in the mid-card, making the Intercontinental Championship relevant. You know, it was definitely, easily, in my opinion, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. So you got to throw him in that conversation. 
There is a reason All Elite Wrestling decided to put the title on him as opposed to Adam Page. There's more money in putting it on Jericho. TNT. If I'm a... Um, so to give you guys some insight on how television works, you know, I want to advertise during this show. If I go to TNT, I'm an executive from one of these um, commercials or these brands, I go to, you know, or no, I should say I'm a TNT executive, I go to pitch to these, you know, at the upfronts, like, hey, okay, there's a who you got, who's your champion, you know, for TNT, for All Elite Wrestling, it's going to be Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah, we heard that name. Didn't he wrestle with, like, Stone Cold back in the day or The Rock? Yeah, you know, doesn't he have like a podcast? Doesn't he have, isn't he a rock star? All of this, you bring the rock stars family in, you bring the old school people in, people who didn't watch it then, but they know the name Chris Jericho. Let's not forget, he was one of the workhorses back then. So that's the reason why, folks, he's your AEW world champion. Now, unfortunately, some news broke Tuesday when I'm recording this that the title was stolen. Jericho went out to eat, celebrate, I guess. The next day he was at Longhorn Steakhouse. Because you all may have heard the story. When he first won his first world championship, he celebrated by eating pizza in a cold pizza in the hallway because room service was closed. And then he got locked out of his room. Um, so I thought it was funny when they was doing the whole backstage thing and nobody was there and he wasn't celebrating with anybody. Kind of thing he was playing on that. But nonetheless, real life, he was with the Longhorn Steakhouse, and you know it was a mix-up with the bags. But somehow, his bag with the AEW Championship did not make it to him, and it's stolen. So hopefully, whoever's out there who has the title will give it back. It doesn't belong to you. It's not cool to keep it. But congratulations to one of the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho. Make sure you check out my article on BrianHWaters.com. So, moving on. NXT UK. What a pay-per-view. This took place Saturday afternoon. You know, some of the people may have been watching college football. I know I was. So, I went back and watched it. I was told by my boy Blake, host of Three Dudes and a Mic. Three Dope Dudes and a Mic. Um, make sure you check out that podcast. He told me straight up. Walter and Tyler Bate. And, man, did this match deliver... Um, set aside an hour. While the match didn't go full hour, you're going to need some time to decompress. Because they took you for a ride, folks. And I thought Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate took me for a ride. You know? But this right here. And in the end, it was Walter retaining the UK champion, NXT UK championship. Excuse me. WWE UK championship. But man, oh man. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Go back and check it out. What a match. All right. Going around round up this uh, segment, or I should say the first part of the show. We saw the tag team champions on Monday Night Raw. They started to have a contract signing. Unfortunately, it was interrupted by AJ Styles and the OG. Uh, OG. There's an OC. Original club. Sorry. Yeah, the OC. And when they... Interrupted. That looked led to AJ Styles ripping up the contract, but he brought up some good points. Why does Braun Strowman get a title shot just because he says and looks at the belt? Excuse me, the title. But then all of a sudden, the guys who challenged AJ Styles, I mean, challenge Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman for those tag titles. 
the team of Robert Rude and Dolph Ziggler will come out and join AJ Styles and the OC in attacking them and leaving them laid out. This was after they had a tag team match, which was a um, the uh, Rollins and Strowman against the OC. But boy, then you know backstage, Rollins and Strowman, you know they had a stare off and. Next week, we're going to get Stone Cold Steve Austin because WWE goes to Madison Square Garden. We're going to get Stone Cold versus... I mean, Stone Cold is going to be the moderator to make sure the contract signing gets done. That's when Strowman said, you know what? You got your boy. He's going to come out. I know how this works, but if he gets involved, he can get these hands. Oh, boy. Well, we saw Austin take a stunner from Becky Lynch on one of those segments. Check it out on Twitter. I don't think he's going to get those hands, though. Um, but it's quite interesting, but I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. I'll be right back. The following announcement has been paid for by the wrestling realm. You already know who we are, but you don't know why we're back. Hey guys. I feel like they hear us, but they're just not listening. So I feel it is our responsibility to make them listen. Now you see one thing in these past four years, I didn't went through all these channels. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We've come back to, I don't know, purge the internet wrestling community of something that has plagued it for years. They got you talking. They got me talking. You don't talk. I don't talk. I, this, I don't do this. <laughs> okay, this is not my thing. You show up, you kick butt on the show, and that's it. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you are subscribed to the Wrestling Realms YouTube channel where you can get all your latest content. I should say, well, one, you're going to get a show from me each and every week. Break it down with Brian H. You'll also get some content from the real Dwayne Allen and I where we just sit back and just talk wrestling because that's what we like to do. Um, so we got a lot of shows in post-production right now, so stay tuned. But for those new, there's a lot of shows that you may have missed. So you want to sit back and be entertained, sit back, you know, crank up the YouTube channel, subscribe, hit the bell notification so you know when we drop new content. But like I said, there's a lot of stuff that'll keep you entertained until a lot of uh, stuff that's in post-production gets published. So folks, so for those who do not know, I'm gonna go ahead and reveal a little something different. So if you look on your screen, you may see something from Hopkins Med News, that is Johns Hopkins Medicine right here in Baltimore. Um, that happens to be my day job, which, you know, I'm gonna mention it. You'd probably, probably be very, the only time I ever mentioned the company that I work for, but I had the honor and pleasure of welcoming in four WWE superstars yesterday on Monday on Labor Day. It's my day off, but hey, a good chance to go and meet WWE superstars. Why wouldn't I, right? So uh, we had Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross come through the Johns Hopkins Children's Center uh, with the WWE community team as they were. Um, which was partnered with the V Foundation and Connors Cure, you know, just welcoming children who suffer, um, you know, who, uh, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, pediatric uh, children who uh, suffer or fighting cancer. 
So they came through, you know, we saw, I got a chance to really interact with the kids. Uh, you know, they were very fun. You know, a lot of them was playing. At one point I was playing uh, Hot Potato with Ricochet and a nice young girl. Uh, we saw Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross just painting, doing arts and crafts. And I thought that was phenomenal. Um, Braun Strowman tossing the uh, soccer ball with the kids and, you know, Ricochet and Braun kicking the soccer ball with the kids. So I thought that was great. One of the things that you just love about the WWE, got the chance to talk to Braun. One of the things he said was, you know, thank you for coming out. He said it's the best part of the job, just being able to do that stuff. And you could tell it was genuine, not just uh, just, just some PR stuff. No, you could literally tell they enjoy doing this. So definitely want to say a thank you to the WWE. And so moving on, going back to Monday Night Raw, King of the Ring. We down to the final five. I say final five. Here we go. So first off on Monday Night Raw, match of the night. Cedric Alexander took on Baron Corbin. Unfortunately for Cedric, Baron Corbin was victorious. Now, in all fairness, Cedric was attacked by the OC before the match. Didn't think he was going to make it. Um, you know, so, but they, they attacked him just because they were so hyped for what they did to Braun. And, you know, I guess that testosterone just helped. Whatever. Um, but it's interesting because Cedric had tweeted before Baltimore is where he helped make, you know, kind of got his career going. A lot of times on um, in ROH. Ring of Honor Wrestling. So, uh, and they was used to have a lot of shows back in 2012, 2013. I mean, they would do all their tapings here. So, it was cool to see. It was like a homecoming for him. Unfortunately, he came up short. Um, Baron Corbin, man, I got to say, this guy has went for, have went from being the most hated person on the roster. You just didn't want to see him there. You wanted him to go away. He's just doing too much. But he didn't, had all his hair, but it was just, you know, he was going bald. Now he's getting legitimate heat, and I mean, the crowd. Where at one point it was not cool to cheer for Baron Corbin. You had some fans cheering for him, but man, you had a lot of booze, and you know he could be King Corbin. Wouldn't that be a nightmare? But we move on. Ricochet and Samoa Joe defeated each other. So when Joe went for the muscle buster, I think it was off the top rope, they both fell. Both arms landed on each other. One, two, three. Instead of then both of them being eliminated and Corbin being awarded the bye the way it was with Hogan and Andre in 1988 at WrestleMania 4, they decide that both of them would advance and it would be a triple threat match next week at Madison Square Garden and the winner will go to Night of Champions in the finals for the King of the Ring. So let's move on to SmackDown. Chad Gable was victorious over Andrade. Now, before the match, Samoa Joe came out there and told him, like, you know, he, I was just saying, he met backstage and pretty much said, you know, you're short and all this other stuff. And it's like, here we go again. He said, you know, he's been hearing it all his life. He told him, like, you can't be king. You're going to look like you're planning, you know, a toy or cost Halloween costume. Then... Um, Zelina Vega was said from one vertically challenged person to another, you know, she, she admired his heart, but he would have, she would root for him, but he's not better than Andrade. Um, but on this night he was, which I just knew Andrade was going all the way, man. Um, 
But, you know, Chad Gable is the underdog. And he will face Elias next week. Elias victorious over Ali. This is another one I had the opposite way, which I like when I'm kind of wrong sometimes. But I had the opposite way. I thought in, uh, Ali was going to be... Um, Thought Ali was going to be Elias and Andrade was going to be Gable. Um, but then Elias, of course, he would pose with the crown and the, his guitar on the throne. Could we have King Elias? You know, I got to think about this one, you know. Um, so we we down to our final five. I, I, I'm not even going to give a prediction this week because I, I got I, this story kind of kind of got my head messed up. And I just really don't want to say Baron Corbin. <laughs> but I did write that, you know, maybe King Corbin wouldn't be so bad. Only time will tell. So let's move on. Going back to NXT UK. Man, we saw Kaylee Ray challenge Tony Storm for the NXT UK Women's Championship. And in the end, we crowned a new champion as Kaylee Ray did her thing, getting in Tony Storm's head, becoming the champ. Check out that match. I mean, you could feel the emotion. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't watch that much NXT UK. I'm going to try to get into it, especially after that takeover. But the way the fans out there, shout out to everybody out there in the UK listening. Passion, passion, passion. You could feel their energy through the screen. Every match, I mean, they were into it, and it just felt like a big fight feel. And, 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 you know, I hate to beat that guy, but most of the time, by the main event here, us here in the United States, we've been spoiled. So by the time that main event, we'd have been, uh, but no. And it do make you wonder, what would happen if they took WrestleMania to the UK? You know, would you get that same passion? I'm just saying. Would you get that for six straight hours? Could the UK fans, or what, now we're going eight? Could they be able to hold up? And time will tell. So, that's going to be it for this part. I'm going to take a quick break. Um, You heard of our Give Me the Book series, right? Well, last week I showed you WrestleMania 2000. This week, here's a clip. Um, This one's coming from the real Dwayne Allen. Alright, you know, there's times where we as wrestling fans, we've watched the product so long, you know, we said, that was just plain stupid. I've said that quite a few times in my day. So, you know, I was thinking, and mainly it's because of you, I was thinking like, man, Wayne brings up this, especially the first one that we're going to do. He always says like, this shouldn't have happened this way, we should have did it this way. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, give me the book. So I want to introduce you guys to a new segment we have called, have called Give Me the Book. And Give Me the Book is where we simply rebook some of the worst WWE, WCW, NWA, whatever, storylines. So sit back, enjoy, and you know what, we're going to give you the book. Tweet us, how would you book this? I don't want to curse, but how would you book this ish? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, <clears throat> start it off. This is the first one. So first gotta, one. The first one's got to be really good. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I have a feeling of which what we're going to talk about first, <laughs> but, if, you know, here we go. We have a, already have a whole show dedicated to this one. Okay. So, it's only right. Bret Hart and WCW. Golly, boy. Wayne Allen, rebook this. Okay. 
we, we all know how he came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it. Bret Hart became a weasel in WCW. I hated it. That's mm-hmm. that's I've been on record saying I hate how he was booked because he came in, he did nothing for a year. He he was a Hogan, <laughs> NWO, didn't know. Here's how I would have booked Bret Hart in WCW. Okay. What I would have And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't gonna lie to you. I put the wrong clip in there, but guess what? You saw a preview and I gave you just a little bit. Go right to the Gimme the Book playlist where you can hear what the real Dwayne Allen had to say about how he would have booked Bret Hart's WCW run. So, <laughs> well, sometimes you make a mistake, you can easily fix it than normal. But let's get right into, let's talk some more All Out. This past week, we saw Cody Rose take on Sean Spears. A lot of people mixed emotions in this one. I'm not a dog guy, but I know that a lot of people were upset that Cody and Brandy walked out there with their dog, especially after there had been Pyro. Yeah, that wasn't a good look. Um, but, you know, hopefully they learn from their mistakes. Going into the match, solid match. In the end, it was Cody getting it done. I'm not sure how I felt about the Star Wars gear. Just being honest, you know, but I'm not a Star Wars guy. Um, just like I said, I was in the wrestling. Um, but one of the things that was interesting was we saw Arn Anderson. Now, Sean Spears had Tully as in his corner, as his manager, right? So Arn Anderson comes out there, and everybody remembers Tully and Arn forming a four horsemen, former WWE tag team champions as the Brain Busters. No, Arn would give a double-A spine buster to Sean Spears. And one of the things that was interesting, I believe that was the first spine buster we've seen from him since WrestleMania 18 when he delivered it to The Undertaker. I'll leave the opinions on how it looked up to you guys. But, like I said, nonetheless, Cody Rhodes gets it done. Uh, let's see what happens next. That's all I'm going to say. Um, let's see, moving on. We had, uh, if I can get my uh, joint. Okay, there we go. Pac versus Kenny Omega. You know, it was early on in the show. I enjoyed this match. Um. You know, it's two went at it, but the story is Pac winning, or is it more so Omega? Oh, one and two since in AEW. You know, if you look, they're putting up their wins and loss records. Omega, one and two. Former IWGP heavyweight champion, one and two, with losses to Chris Jericho and now Pac. Mm hmm. I want to know what you guys think about this. I think what's going to happen is Omega's going to have to dig deep and then refine himself, and then he's going to shoot up and skyrocket until he gets to the point that he will be the AEW champion. That's what I think is going to happen. You know, it's kind of being broken down to be picked back up. Let's move on to SmackDown. As we're getting near towards the end of the show, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville victorious over the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Bliss and Cross coming off a win by disqualification over Bailey and Becky the night before. Unfortunately, couldn't get it done. 
And, you know, I got to point this out. One of the things I noticed, you know, we make a lot of comparisons of Mandy Rose and Trish Stratus, obvious reasons. Um, but right here, I was like, hmm, Mandy Rose has on pants. That's interesting. And I remember when Trish Stratus Stratus Faction DVD, she said she went from shorts to pants because she wanted you to pay more attention to her wrestling and how she was getting better at her skills in the ring. Mandy could be doing the same thing. And eventually transition and may one day be a women's champion. But nonetheless, this is the match I think we should get at Night of Champions for the tag titles. I think I'm almost certain we'll probably get this. But I don't know if they necessarily win them just yet. But I think this match right here gave um, them a reason to why as why they should be the Raw, I mean the women's tag team champions, at least the number one contenders. And then, Eric Rowan, man. So, they made it official. Eric Rowan and Roman Reigns will take on each other coming up at Night of Champions. We all know. Daniel Bryan said Rowan. It was Rowan who did it, but he didn't know. No, Daniel Bryan said he didn't know Rowan did it. And said he doesn't like being called a liar. And last week, he proceeded to smack him in the face constantly. To the point that this week on SmackDown... It was Rowan who pretty much lost it. And after he attacked Roman Reigns, he would, you know, facepalm and slam Daniel Bryan through the table. What I see right here, Rowan is being made into a star. Now they're going to they really get him going. I mean, you put him in a match with Roman Reigns. Roman, you know, we pray for him. And then he, he comes back. We're happy. We're excited. Then people start getting scared. You don't dare say you wasn't scared, IWC, because I know you was. That, oh, WWE's going to throw his strap back on him. But now he's out here doing his thing. You know, he's wrestling. And like I said right here, he'll probably beat Rowan. But I believe that Rowan's going to look so good in a loss either way. But, um, you know, and maybe he'll lose. I, maybe he'll put him over. You know, because I think Rowan could use it. And this is... Opportunity, SmackDown Live of the Land of Opportunity. And I think this SmackDown has been better than it have been in the past couple weeks. So, with that being said, it's time to come from the realm. And now, for our From the Realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter at Wrestling. Alright, from the realm this week, starting off my boy, The Shark, Sean Williams. First question... Do you see the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros versus Santana and Ortiz before this year is over? How big of an impact do you think the former LAX will make in, in AEW? So, um, I'm be honest with you. I don't care as much as everybody else does, Shark. That's cool. You know, I mean... I think right now I'm just over the bucks. And I understand that the tag team division is going to showcase more. And we're going to see a lot more. I'm just ready to see it. Um, I think for this one I need weekly television just to kind of keep updated. I don't watch Being the Elite too much. Um, but that's just me. It'll be interesting though. Uh, but I, I could see this match happening before the end of the year. And I could see LAX making an impact. I just think that they really want to focus on tag team wrestling in AEW. So, we're going to see. And, let's see. What we got? Next question. Um, I tell you, this program is going to be crazy. That. Next question. 
Is it being too optimistic to hope for Ricochet versus Andrade in the finals? Absolutely, because we saw what happened on SmackDown. Um, no, nah, but I, you know, anything I thought we would get, um, I thought that would have been great. But I was thinking we was getting Ali and Corbin, to be honest with you. Um, but this, you know, I just think that Andrade, is, I hate to be that guy, but think he's going to be a guy who doesn't need the king of the ring only because he'll find another way to get over. Next question. Could this turn for Bailey dampen the heel heat for Sasha Banks? Absolutely not. This is going to be so great um, because they're going to dominate as champions. I said at the top of the show. I believe that both of them are going to walk out night champions as world champions. And they're going to dominate. We're going to see a two women power trip but you know we see Kofi and Seth Rollins kind of team up we see Becky and Bailey you know um, but now right here we'll see two best friends representing their brands and having each other's back so if anything I think this is going to heighten their heat and heighten the heat for Sasha Banks next question can the WWE stop pulling a ride back with the Viking Raiders <clears throat> War Machine and give them some real competition. I agree. I think it's time. Um, you have quietly, you do have enough tag teams on Raw. Unfortunately, you they don't even them out very well. So it's like if they put them in the ring with Hawkins and Ryder, then it's like that would be fun. But then how many times are you going to do that? And then can you really believe that their Hogwarts Riders are going to beat them? I think that if they spread the tag team division equally, then it would be much more fun. You go back to 1999, SummerSlam. They had a whole tag team turmoil, for goodness sakes. So I think you're at that level. I just want to see it. And next question. Why does it seem like Raw has gotten better and SmackDown has gone down in value than it was months ago. I think what it is is that you don't really have, um, you know, this whole Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Roman Reigns. It didn't have that impact the way we wanted it to. And then it was closing the show. So with that closing the show, then you also had Shane McMahon kind of being ran down a lot of people's throats. It just kind of put a bad taste in people's mouths. But I think this past week, we saw SmackDown kind of rise back to the occasion. Especially seeing, you know, we already knew what we were going to get with the ladies. We knew they was going to bring it. But especially seeing Rowan at the end. Kind of that development like, oh, wait a minute. We got a new star right here. Then also seeing how Miz and Shinsuke, I mean, excuse me, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke is playing out. And it's better than what a lot of people thought. And next question, if Rhea, if not Rhea Ripley, who should take the NXT Women's title from Shayna Baszler? Man, I mean, if Rhea Ripley can't do it, doesn't seem believable, right? You know, unless you put Bianca Belair back in the lab and then she comes out more meaner than ever or more hungrier than ever, more athletic, more EST than ever, ever. That's the only way I can see it because right now I don't see anybody else. Or the, um, oh, shoot, Ayul Shirai. So, mm -hmm. I think this is the last question. Am I the only one that wants uh, Dominic Dijakovic to and Keith Lee to fight at, again at TakeOver? No. 
Um, I didn't really see, I didn't see the last match. I saw clips and I heard it was great. I think that was kind of like a test to see, can these guys really draw? Are they going to be two guys that we actually want to see wrestle and do that thing and take over? So that's what I think that was. So, but I don't think you're the only one. And then last question for the day from my boy, Roger. Of course, he would ask this question. Um, will CM Punk return to wrestling and will WWE give him a call? Um... No, Raj. No. No. I don't think WWE's giving him a call. I don't think Triple H liked him. And I don't think they need him. It'd be one thing if it was like... You know, with Bruno San Martino, having him in the Hall of Fame just kind of validated. Did they need him? Maybe not necessarily needed him. But him and Vince didn't get along. And Vince would try, but it wasn't work. Said, told Triple H, you go try. That was new blood. And then when Triple H called... They had a long conversation. So, okay, the be- we see, we understand this about the business. I don't think the same thing with CM Punk because he's beefing with Triple H. Vince isn't, you know, Vince is kind of on his way out. You look at the other guys. Do you really need CM Punk? It's been five years, Raj. It's been five years. Um, he might go to AEW, but then, you know, who knows? He bashed them, too. So, I'm not really certain that we'll see a return of CM Punk. Punk. So, folks, that'll do it for this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. As always, I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure you are subscribed to the show. Get on your Google machines. Type in Wrestling Realm. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Make sure you send in a donation or two. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can get a lot of exclusive content. The home of everything Wrestling Realm is right there. YouTube.com slash Wrestling Realm. Last but certainly not least, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For me, Brian H. Waters. For the real Dwayne Allen, Dwayne Allen 24. And for the Wrestling Realm, just search Wrestling Realm on Twitter and Instagram. At Facebook, make sure you put a the in front of it. Until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.